Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. John Packard Podcast, Connecticut Valley School of Music and Dance, beautiful downtown Portland, Connecticut. Come over the bridge. Go through one satellite to pull a Yui. Park in the street in front of the music store with the red neon light. Uh, have your own podcast here in our beautiful studio. Like and subscribe. Tell your friends. Be on the show with me. And today, this goes way back. One of the first people I ever, maybe even ever played music with, Mike Z. Livingston in person. What's up? John P. <laughs> That's right. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, we do go way back. <sighs> like this might be this might be one of the deepest. Yeah. Like you know Skip LeClaire, right? Oh yeah. That, that I think he's the only deepest. Like he's you're one layer in from him. That's it. I don't think there's any deeper layers than well, that. Well, I'm I'm literally a half a layer from him because you know w- when I was working at Music Incorporated in the yeah. industry and then oh, yeah. move with Jimmy McCann over to Custom Guitars. Yep. Skip LeClaire would come in and shred out like that. Yeah. I, he's literally one of the guys that yep. I watched play and inspired me to do what I do. Of course, we all do. He's great. Um so you're primarily known I haven't seen you in years. No, you know what? You know what? You remember I someone <laughs> This is funny. I was hanging around with the folks at Jake's back in the day, and they're like, oh, man, you got to meet this guy. He's so cool. You'll love him. And then I went, and I'm like, oh, it's you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was probably there with uh, Zip when I was working with Live right. Nation and Zip and Carla. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's yep. what it was. Yeah, Absolutely. Cool. Um, so tell us what you're mainly known for around these parts, and then we'll figure out. We'll unravel the rest. Well, let's see. Um you know, right out of high school, I went to UNH, uh, yep. got on the radio station there, yep. and from 85 to 90, um, I had a radio show uh, that, uh, you know, enabled me to interview almost every single favorite Whoa. punk, hardcore, and metal band um, wow. that I ever wanted, and, uh, you know, the, my nickname became Mike Z. Uh-huh. Um, yep. There was another guy there named Bobby Z, oh, and wow. uh, I was like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm Mike Z, so, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I did that from 85 to 90, and... Uh, you know, made 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 quite a quite a lot of uh, racket with with yeah. that metal show. You know, yeah, we yeah. were um, we we were we only had seventeen hundred watts at UNH, but um, we broadcast you know over the water to Suffolk County, yeah, um, all the way up to Hartford, um, and and you know and beyond to the point where you know one one year when I was the music director, we made it onto the Arbitron ratings, um, in in Suffolk, New Haven, and Hartford counties, um. And uh, with seventeen hundred watts compared to like yeah, PLR right. with fifty thousand watts, right, so right, every right. every Saturday night from from eight to twelve, people would be listening to my radio show, and uh, nice. you know I'd go to the go to the shows, and I'd interview bands like Metallica, yeah. Slayer, you know, Agnostic Front, Suicidal Tendencies, and then wow. I I would record it and play it on the air, wow. um, and that led to just a ton of other things too, you know, just. Uh, you know, get my own bands together yep. and play my own stuff on the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Connections. Yeah. Uh, put together the first thrash metal show at Toad's Place with Catherine when she was there. That was uh, Wargasm. Wow. And my band Radium. Yeah. Uh, Open it up and uh, wow. just, uh, you know, just got like, like you, guy was a musician, but, you know, evolved in other areas. Sure. And uh, it all just still kind of circumvents each other. So, yeah, definitely. Um, so that's it. You know, the that's local quiet. bands. I was in a bunch of local bands. Sure. Um, band's band called uh, was Radium was the first. Okay. Band called Atmosphere. Okay. Those both had ten year runs. It's been the band called Smoke the Prophet. Okay. Yeah, for ten yeah, years, yeah, we yeah, we had yeah, a good run. Yeah. A couple dates on the uh, '98 Horde tour. Won this uh, national contest for the Cool Cigarettes. Nice. Of all. Yeah. Right. And um, 
And then it was a band called Drained of Life, which was more on, on the hardcore side. Okay. Um, and from Drained of Life playing out, we started opening it up for uh, Jamie Joster from Hatebreed. Said, hey, you guys want to open right. up for 25 to Life, New gotcha. York hardcore. Um, did that. Met the singer from 25 to Life, and he's like, hey, uh, we could use a guy like you in Europe. You know, what are you, what are you hey, doing? You got, you got your passport? <laughs> and, and I didn't know if he was serious, and uh, he was. And uh, so did, I, yeah. did you have your passport? Uh, I, I got it together. <laughs> I, it wasn't, but I, it, it, I got the expedited. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, through that, I went on tour um, with 25 to Life um, for, for about a year in like wow. 30 countries. Wow. Um, you know, first time going to California yeah, right. in my life was on tour with that band. Yeah, and that's cool. uh, and uh, yeah, did that for a year and then uh, came home to find out that this band 100 Demons um, was was seeking me out as a lead guitar player. And they, they were actually my favorite band in the world at that moment. Whoa. Even though they're from Connecticut. How'd they hear about you? Just from, um, from well, your, all your stuff? Well, I had started to um, confront the guys with my band, Drain of Life, to open up for them. Okay. And um, our bass player was a guy named Lou Jacques. Okay. Um, Who's a famous tattoo artist. From, he was from Dark Side Tattoo. Gotcha. He drew the 100 Demons album cover, mm. and so he was tight with them. Um, so when, when their, their lead guitar player just, uh, they, they basically blew up, and they're about to do a video on MTV and all, but he couldn't do it all because he, he, he worked. Um, so they were looking for a guy. Wow. Came home to find out they were looking for me, and I just, I said, what? And Here I am. I jumped on it, <laughs> and um, there was only one other guy in the running, and it was a guy named Wayne who's in hate, back in Hatebreed now. Oh, wow. He couldn't play yeah. the solos, and oh, I could, hey. so I got the gig. You know what I'm saying? But then he went up me and got his old gig back in Hatebreed. <laughs> and uh, I love him. He's, we're, we're, we're still friends to this day. And he was also a DJ at NHU. So it's, uh, oh, wow. So it's all, yeah, all so, connected. And then I played with those guys for four years. And that, wow. was, that was also like 30, you know, 30. So between the two bands, it was like traveling in 40 countries. Uh, wow. And then, um, you know, we did a video... Uh, at a place called the Filthy Ox okay. uh, Bar in in Waterbury, okay, um, and it was like the Diablo's uh, clubhouse, and sure. uh, we did a video in there called uh, for a song called Repeat Process, which was uh, that's like the video that was on MTV and all that. And uh, the coolest thing about that is I had just joined the band, mm. and I was just gonna go down to the video shoot and be like a guy, yeah, right, around right. in the video. <laughs> and the night before, Bubba calls me and says, "Hey, uh, bring your guitar, man. We're gonna need you for the video." I'm like. Okay. Oh boy. So I brought my guitar and got into the video, and then they, you know, they 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 uh, let me stay in the band for about four years, Whoa. and uh, you know, tour tour the world with those guys, and uh, so yeah, shirts and Hot Topic, and you yeah, know, yeah, songs yeah. produced by Zeus from Planet Z, and uh, and uh, that was a four year run. Then they split up full time, and then re regrouped with the the original guys, and now they just fly here and there. Yeah, I'm yeah, still yeah. great friends with all the guys. I go support them, go see yeah, them, yeah, hang yeah. out. And, you know, so that's cool. But that's that's really that that's so that sums up, it all up. You end up the doing bands. it all, pretty much what you wanted to do, get involved with. You know, I was thirty nine when that find you know when I finally reached wow. that pin and say, hey, you know, hey, look, mom, on on MTV and you know, yeah, travel, yeah. traveling the world. Well, but you know, thirty it, it, thirty nine years to get to that. Yeah. point you know yeah um so never give up whatever your dream right are. right you know? <laughs> yeah that's heavy but, um but the most important uh -oh. is my mom dropping dropping me and stupak off at your house oh. and jamming in your basement doing treat trick uh all right you ready skinnered all right this is what i remember you ready i made a list yep we're going to talk about the following the daily growl <laughs> the daily growl all right oh yes 
All right. So, yeah, we, I don't remember probably Music Inc. or something. I mean, we so we're from Wallingford. There weren't just there weren't. I mean, I wasn't exactly you were a rock and roller. I was wanted to be a rock and roller. I wanted to be like you. And so I don't know how it happened, but it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we can jam at my house. Yeah. And I had already got involved with some dude. Bear, bear, he was, yes, he was scary. What I wonder, whatever happened to him? You know, he kind of he came and disappeared almost. Yeah. You know, it was quick. Yeah, he got some girl pregnant that we knew who lived a few blocks from me downtown, and that was like the most I knew. And then uh, maybe that's that's why. He yeah, was. yeah. But we um, so bear was was scary. He was older than us, and he was kind of scary. Um, yeah, I, he was a big southern rocker. Yeah, it was like a big southern rocker. So we're playing all Skinner and everything, and. You were cool. We kind of wanted to get involved in other things, but we, you know, Bear was kind of running the show, and he left his rig at our house. And I had a dog, I had a little squeaky toy that looked like a newspaper called the David Growl. And we were clowning around, and we threw it, and it went through his speaker. And we're like, "Uh oh, he's gonna kill us." We're like, "He's gonna kill us." Like Bear is gonna kill us. Yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna kill our family. He's yeah, I don't remember what. Any happened, guy with the nickname like, Bear, yeah, yeah, you got to, you got to, yeah. Down. Yeah. Point. Then it just became the day. The, uh oh, the daily growl. But I don't think he ever came back, though, did he? So, so I don't know if we ever had to worry. Did Somehow he? or other, I think we just he just came and got his stuff one day, and that was it. Yeah, and, and then, didn't say anything. And then it was then it was us. Then we were like, okay, now we can now we can kind of get cracking and get more into like like Van Halen, Cheap Trick. Yeah, because he was like the Southern Rock dude. Oh yeah, I think we played Tuesdays Gone like yeah, yeah. so so many <laughs> times. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was the big tune. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So that, the Daily Growl, I will never forget that. So then there was Mike Stupak was your friend and it's cool guy, but like super quiet, like super quiet. Yeah. And we all tried singing. And then one day he was like, I'll try. And he was great. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, that, yeah. He was he, like, oh, hey, dude, be the singer. Yeah. And he, then he was kind of the singer. He did bust out. Yeah. yeah. And he was uh, he was in a band with some guys from Wallingford for two. Like, oh, uh, there you go. Um, oh, who's the guy? Um, oh, what was the name of that band? I can't even, I, sh I should remember this. Um, with Mark Proto, Brad. Um, oh, uh, someone I think Eric Wilborn was the bass player. But they played like a show at, um, at Lyman Hall and he sang. And I remember... He was taking karate, so he would wear his his oh boy. His, his karate yeah, yeah. <laughs> on stage. Um, but no, he actually, you know, for a dude that was like quiet and yeah. you know, tight, like, he started singing and yeah. he actually did pretty good. And um, Tom Izzo was in the mix. Sure. We used to yep. we, we used to jam. Yep. Um, yeah, I still see Tom. We had these things called these stone jams at Stupac's house where Tom would show up and we would all, you know, party and jam. Sure. But he recorded some songs. I mean, I recorded a song with Mike and uh, they actually sound pretty damn good. I bet. Yeah. I bet. But that was that. You were, I'm just trying to remember things. You were the first person in real life that I ever saw tap started to do that. Because I, I, I was a huge Van Halen fan. Yeah. And you were like, hey, check this out. Whoa! It was like, whoa! You're kidding. Learned he's eruption, note sound. for note. Yeah, he's doing the yeah. thing. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and and you were one of the only people that like that was a cheap trick fan, like I was. Yes, there weren't many. That's how we bonded big time. Yeah, yeah. It was like okay, we played we a lot of cheap trick tunes yep. from what I remember. Yep. And I think we went. I went. Did, did I go with you? I'm sure we went, yeah, and we, then I would continue I to see you at yeah. cheap trick shows. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, how yeah. I would that continue always, to catch up with yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah, that, that At was toads it. and yeah, uh, yep. yep. So that was that was a cheap trick thing. 
Also, I remember, you may, you might not remember, but I was right on the fence, but we were hanging out at Stupak's house one time, and you were big on Prince. You turned me on to Purple Rain. You yes, and that was out. Mike that started that, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But I remember I was like, oh, okay, this is cool, because the guitars were heavy. Yeah. And I was like, all right, this this is the thing. But I, I remember that, that you and a few, I was like, wasn't sure. And then when you were like, check this out, I was like, okay. Oh, yeah. Right? Um, part part of it was, uh, you know, when, when when I found out that he had rec- wrote and recorded and produced all of his songs. Yeah. He kind of had like programmed everything. Yeah. It, that, that, that inspired me. And, um, you know, at Stupac's house, I actually rediscovered. Um, multi-track recording without knowing what it was or how it worked oh boy but i just had this you know, he had this little like like um walkman size recorder okay and then he had a boom box yeah so i just record i recorded a guitar part sure. put it on the boom box sure and then i'm like wait a minute yep i can hit play right and i can record on this other one and i can play well, another part playing. so i started doing that and then me and him, we, we chipped in on a Panasonic tape deck each, like $100. Yeah. Bought those two. I bought a four-channel Radio Shack mic mixer. And now I started bouncing internally. Yeah, right. Back and forth. Right. Um, right. So that Prince getting me expi- I see yeah. inspired. But then I moved to Guilford. Um, and, you know, what, what happened was my, one of my dad's friends let me borrow the drum set. And let just oh. let it sit in my house for a couple for a couple of years. Sure, sure. So I started recording. I, so so basically, I started writing songs so and I started Prince, playing. Yes, play. yeah, yeah. I wrote the song. I pl- I would play the drum track, sure. then I would the bass, guitars, keyboards, vocals, leads, and I would Why not? mix it. And then I would bring it into school. And this was way before yeah, there yeah. was four tracks or anything. So when I brought Whoa. it into school, people were like, "Wait, how are you, you doing? All you that? did you played all that? How how did you do that?" Um, and and it's hilarious because. Later, when I studied Les Paul and everything, I was like, right. "Oh my God!" Like I just, yeah, yeah. yeah so you basically, it your well, own, just discovered it in your own. Yeah, mind. yeah, yeah. Without even yeah. knowing that it had already been invented. Um. So, so basically, from there, um, I got into. Uh, I bought Cakewalk Home Studio, sure. which was like that was like a sixteen channel MIDI program. Yep. And then you, you know you could record. So I I got really into the MIDI and digital recording thing kind of way before everybody else. So yeah. Um doing my own so but then i started recording bands out out of my folks house right for ten dollars an hour wow and i, I advertised the new haven advocate yeah studio, i remember seeing that ten dollars an hour and boy did i what was couple, it called it was called spindrift studio that's right yep and uh you know for two three years straight every day was booked i recorded wow. tons and tons of bands and like so you were that guy oh that yeah i was knew. like the don Laprie of yeah, yeah like yeah, like yeah. tiny little classified ad in, in the yeah. in the advocate but uh the ten dollars an hour hooked him in and that was like four dollars more than i was making on my day job at the time so it was right like, yeah wake up every day and just have bands come in through yeah. um oh yeah so that you know then then yep. from there i went to unh yeah um yep. and that got me at nwnhu so really and then all the other bands that yep. I mentioned are all intertwined in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Killer. But yeah. That's so funny. That's how it starts. But uh, I also remember you had you had a Juno 60. Yes. With the arpeggiator. I love that thing. I used to come over yes. and play that thing. Oh, that, that, that thing was awesome. Beautiful sound. Um, I actually got that. Um, 
I was in a band called The Jackets. Okay. <laughs> boy, boy, did Eric and Mike break my balls for that. They, <sighs> they used to break my balls and call call it The Pockets. You're in The Pockets. Now. Sure, sure. But it, w- it was a band that was uh, put together by this guy, Dick Pilchin from Subway. He was like the guy that put the, the rock scene magazine and oh, he okay. would like promote bands yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And he put this band together, The Jackets, and I saw, you know, I, I got into it. Um, and, uh, yeah, and uh, basically, uh, you know that that was that was one of one of the things, um, you know, kind of a interesting pop thing I did, you know, like yeah, just yeah, like yeah. trying to jam with guys. And there was a couple guys, Dan Vermilia, um, a couple dudes from Wallingford were were in that band. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, funny. yeah, no. So, so it's just one thing leads to another. It, yeah, it does, <laughs> it does, man. And you know, and I followed your career too over the years. I know you did some stuff with like Tom Tebow. I have a there. career, the right? Were you an eight to the bar? Too? I was. Yeah. What? What else? Like, come on, oh, tell me, tell Lord. me, what, what? What haven't I caught up with here? You know? Because, all right, I, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Yeah. Synopsis. Yeah, I got out of the basement. You know, Vic. Yeah. Start. He he started to retire from playing gigs and got, was getting his studio thing together, and he would just chuck me on the gigs. My parents would drive me to the gig and then that just kind of led from one thing to another and then i think like my first band that was playing almost full-time like i quit my job like the first thing was a band tony richards and the k-man band out in the northeast corner or northwest corner and then um yeah and then eight to the bar i almost all of the 90s and that was just you know one-nighters but five nights a week six nights a week whatever yeah just doing that and then um then that was the point of no return. Beyond that, I don't remember. Like I quit a few times and tried to do this and tried to do that and tried to do this and then just gradually. But I don't know what would be of note um, that would be interesting. I don't I don't know. I mean, I ended up playing with Danny Korchmar, who's like a studio guitarist from the James Taylor, Carol King, like that. They just made a movie called The Immediate Family. That's that crew. It's like Lee Sklar yeah. and Russ Kunkel and all those guys. And I played with him for like ten years up here, and that was kind of a big deal. That's me. cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With, was, with Carol, yeah, I was just reading an article about, about the, the Wrecking Crew. All right, the, that whole yeah. So they're like at like right after the Wrecking Crew, they were like the next group of guys that played on all the hits. Yeah, like all the all the the Carol King and the Linda Ronstadt and James Taylor and Jackson Brown and all that stuff. Right. So <clears> I played with him. Um, but I mean, that was a while ago. That was probably like the last the last thing that I did. But I mean, there's you know what it's just been a million things in between. Yeah, sure. In between all of that, but right on. You know, and, yeah. And then now this, you know. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> and then this. Yeah, that's awesome. Good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another thing before I forget, although we, we get into this later or whatever, I also remember you were one of the first people hanging out with you that we went to New Haven for pizza. Yeah, that was you. Yeah, you know, because I was like, "What?" And you're Peppies. like, "We're gonna go to New." Yeah, and we waited in line outside, and yeah, yeah. That well, was, that, that was an adventure. That's yeah. crazy because literally, right. as you speak, like the whole world has now gone bonkers, right? Like for New Haven, like like it's 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 trending so hard now that all the other people in states think they have good pizza, and and, and it's just a joke. I, I know. You I know? did you see the thing? There was I forget what magazine it was in, but it was like a you know, a national, like, you know, people or something. They were saying Connecticut uh, poised to put pizza on the map nationwide. And it's like, we are the map. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, we are the map. It's been 100 like, years of history, so. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, well, I mean, you know the deal, like, with Rick Nielsen. 
is like from Cheap Trick is Chicago has their own pizza thing, which yes. is legit. It's just different. But he started a New Haven style pizzeria because they I heard that I saw that all over the country, and they're like, no, 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 you got to check this out. And I guess people out there are like, well, you can't do that. And he's just like, but yeah, New Haven pie, you can't go back. And he's now he's got the vodka. He's he's right, big on right. was a rock and vodka or whatever. I, I see they, <laughs> they 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 try to get me to invest every day on so Facebook. <laughs> But uh, no, you bring the pizza up, and um, yeah. it's actually a whole other chapter in my life, um, which is I worked for Live Nation for 20 years. Right. And uh, that literally started um, 2003. A friend of mine said, hey, we got Kiss and Aerosmith coming to the Meadows. Um, they're rehearsing for a week. We need extra people. You want to come down? Yeah. And I said, are you kidding sure. me? Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah so yeah. I went down from uh, my friend Opus, his, his yeah. girlfriend Lauren at the Gotta time. Get him in here. Yep. Too. Oh, he will. Oh, he's yeah. got a lot to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he, uh, his girlfriend Lauren was working at the time. She said, hey, you want to come down? So I went down. Within two, three days, I got recognized as one of the top hardworking guys. Tour manager Charlie Fernandez says um, to me, me and this other guy, um, Pete Shipes. And oh, you know yeah, Pete yeah, Shipes, yeah, yep, yeah, he was yeah, working as yeah. a runner. And me and Pete Shipes, he said yeah, to me and Pete Shipes, hey, um, get here early tomorrow, guys. Maybe you guys take a ride with uh, some guys or whatever. We didn't know what was sure. going on. So sure. we show up early next morning, um, jump in the van, start heading east towards yep. Matt. And uh, get in the van, the guys go, oh, hey, you guys know where we're going? No, nah, man, where, where are yeah. we going? He's yeah. like, we're going to Vindaloo, Aerosmith's recording studio and headquarters. I'm like, nice. wow, get nice. out. Yeah. So... That's where we go, and we go there, and it's so unassuming because um, the Aerosmith headquarters, th- there's like a stop and shop in uh, near Cape Cod or whatever, yeah, and yeah. behind the stop and shop, there's like a typical row of like businesses, each with like a, a bay behind it, and yep. and theirs is just one of them in the middle, Wow! and so crazy. W- when we walked in there, like they have a warehouse that is the size of Sam Ash with yeah, all of yeah. Joe Perry's old guitars that are even open all props and then that's the front room then you go to the left and there's the recording studio like the big room where the where the band is where they recorded all those records wow then you walk past that and there's this there's this room that's about the size of like a kitchen and it's just covered with all the tapestries and that's steven tyler's vocal room oh wow and then there's one little room up front and it's just like the office Yeah, yeah yeah and that is that's vindaloo that's where they yeah. recorded all those big hit records. So we stopped over there, um, grabbed some stuff, and then they're like, okay, guys, now we got to stop over at Joe Perry's house, you know? Oh, no big deal. So yeah, yeah. we go over, and it's funny because near near Joe Perry's house, there's a Perry Lane. Yeah, right. He doesn't live there. It's a, <laughs> it, it's a trick. Uh, he lives... Uh-oh. Don't, yeah. don't, no, I'm not going to say what the <laughs> name is, but there's it, it's some kind of farm. It's yeah. something, yeah. and there's an electric gate, and you open it up, Yeah, and... He opens it up and yeah. we go in and he's got like really cool. Like he's got these man-made ponds and these like yeah. little go-karts and sure. everything. And we pull up and um, I'm sitting in my car. They go in, grab some gear from him. And I'm sitting there and like, it's my third day in the job. And I literally already, ended up at Joe. I'm sitting at Joe Perry. And I call my girlfriend at the time. She's working at the Advocate. I said, hey, you're not going to believe where I am right now. She's like, where yeah. are you? Yeah. I'm at Joe Perry's house. She's like, Crazy. get out of town, you know. Crazy. So we grab the gear, go back. And then the day later, they send me back by myself w- with with Joe Perry's Vox cabinet. You have oh, to boy. bring it back, and I have to grab some of his gear and bring it back again. And as I'm riding back, um, I look over. 
at the seat and there's a, just a piece of rack gear that just says Aerosmith on it. And like, it all just yeah, hit yeah, me like, yeah. oh my God, You're I'm the- working for Aerosmith. Like, you know, so that, um, you know, that was just amazing. And that literally started like a 20 year career at Live Nation where I drove almost every rock star in the world I ever wanted to. And I, and like the stories I have oh, with these rock stars yeah. are like, some of them are legendary because like, you know, like a guy come to town, like um, when Leonard Skinner came to town, Gary Rossington, you know, he needed, he needed his amp fixed. Sure. Same day. I got you. So I call up Larry the Amp Guy in West Hartford. Okay. Um, so you're just the guy that that gets stuff done. I'm yeah. They need well yeah. The lead the, the lead the runner um, is basically when tour comes to town, you meet the tour manager and production. You go right to work for them and you do whatever they, and they need just you say, to do. We need triscuits. We need whatever. All of that. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. a lot of that stuff. Like a lot of the food and drinks are done b- beforehand. But yeah, yeah, a lot of that is everything they need for the supplies. So wow. it could be whatever it is. Um, or and, else they just say, "We need this amp. We got this amp's got to be ready by eight o'clock." Yeah, or whatever. In in wow. his case, yeah, he um, Crazy. yeah, he had an amp that that needed to be fixed. And um, there's a guy, you know, Larry, Larry the amp guy. Because you know people too. Oh, That's my probably book. why you got the gig, because you're like, I'm a musician. I figure it out. Kind of. Um, yeah, I, I, I did. Right? Um, and uh, yeah, fi- you know, fix his form. And you know, when, when, when Cheap Trick came to town, no the, the production assistant was the guy that played drums with, um, um, oh, what the heck was that band? Um, oh, no. I'll think of it. I'll think of it. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, he went, went, you know, shopping for him. And so he gave me a bunch of picks and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, so so really you get into positions where if, if you can, you knock it home. They, they do what they call saving the day. Okay. You know, you can save the day. Yeah, yeah, And a yeah. lot of times there was things that were it done down like just in the clincher. Yeah, where the show wouldn't have gone on. Um, as a matter of fact, example, I worked for him for about, 16 years and then I took a little time off was selling Harley Davidson's doing some other stuff and they called me and said hey listen we have farm aides coming to town we're calling all the old you know veteran can you come back and help us out yeah yeah absolutely I'll come help you out you know sure so out of the blue they asked me to come back um I show up and I'm assigned to Neil Young oh boy um and it's Neil Young with Willie and you know uh, Dave Matthews um John John Mellencamp and uh and so I walk in and immediately there's a dilemma. The, Neil Young has a dilemma, the tour has a dilemma, my boss and the union that none of them can fix. Oh boy. And I walk in after three years. And they're like, Mike Z, you're on it. They, they, nobody could find a piano tuner. And, and the deal was because Willie Nelson's guy, yeah. who was on tour with Willie, used to help everybody else. But now he was like almost 80 and he just could only handle doing doing willie stuff right so neil young's you know band had nobody to and and like they asked the union union couldn't find anybody my boss couldn't find anybody and i walk in and they tell me they're looking for a piano tuner i say oh okay oh yeah my my friend karen karen mason from from wallingford you know she tunes pianos hey karen you know what are you doing today yeah oh nothing like you want to come up and tune Neil, neil young's pianos make some money yeah, sure. She comes up wow. and she's a cool chick because she's like total punk rock. She comes with like two different color sneakers, you know, yeah, spiked yeah. hair, <laughs> you know, spikes and yeah, yeah, leather. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she came up and tuned their piano and, and they loved her. And um, my boss literally walked up to me and he, yeah. he goes and he gives me the saves the day knuckles the because day. yeah, I felt so useful because I was gone for three years. And, and here no I, one else would have. I showed back what up. What would have happened? Yeah. 
and like no farm aid. Yeah. <laughs> and and so literally, you know, I Crazy. I saved the day. Yeah, and right. uh and then they were like, hey, "What are you doing next week? We got Tim McGraw's coming." Oh, oh yeah, okay. And so they sucked me back in. Um which is okay. I did, you know, work for them for a few years and then wow. I ended up working for Premier Concerts, which was the Westfield Music Bowl. Okay. And yep. College College Street Music Hall. Wow. Now Westfield Music Bowl brings us back to Wallingford because a lot of people zoom back around because growing up in Wallingford, yeah. remember people that were this tall when, before he had hair, like Joe Town. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. he was just a little yeah. little yeah. skinny kid. Yeah. 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 There was this kid, Carl Akampora, um, who was, you know, he was yeah, hung yeah. around with Paulie Serio yeah. and Eric and all these guys. Yeah. Well, he's become a really big production manager in, oh. in the business, you know, independent for Live Nation. Well, he built the Westville Music Bowl, oh. the, the stage that's there. Oh, cool. And he's still the production manager. So when he built that thing, he's like, He's like, you, you guys need Mike Z. You got to bring Mike Z in. So, so they brought me in. So I spent the last couple of years, you know, working exclusively for at College Street in Westville. Wow. Until I decided to retire after the 20 year mark. Gotcha. But that Carl Akampora is a Wallingford guy who just, you know, just they're, went out there and just like, did Mike well. Z, Mike Z will get it done. Yeah. Now he's, you know, he's, he's one of my connects and I help him out when I can. And uh, wow. it's crazy. You know, Joe Town too. Joe became big producer and yeah. he recorded some of my stuff. And, yeah. It's it's amazing how many people have Crazy. done well, you know, right around here. Yeah, you know, Connecticut really is known for a lot of people, like not so much of the, the collective groups, but a lot of individual people that have just yeah, right. You read up on it, you know. Yeah, yeah, hate breed. Yeah, yeah, hate hate breed is. Uh, I mean, God, they're like one of the biggest bands yeah. in the world right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And Jamie Jostin, I remember yeah. Jamie Jostin when he was. You know, let's say it, he was like this big and would come see my bands. Yeah, um, yeah, and now. You know, so uh, yeah, there they are. Yeah, yeah, that's it's, heavy. Oh, it, uh, it's amazing. Yeah, Wallingford, nothing like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, Jamie, that's another one. You know, uh, who did we have before that? Uh, Morton, Morton Downey Jr. Morton Downey Jr. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know who else. I guess the Kennedys There's went to Chode or whatever. Yeah, right. None of that matters, right? Um, Harrison Ford's kid was there recently. I guess. Or oh, something. is that right? Yeah, yeah. It's always something. Oh, uh, we used to, we used to just. Uh, we used to just to harass the Chodies. We used to go and drink their chocolate milk in there, right. jump on a 10-speed, ride yep. off, and throw them in the graveyard. You know, yep. we, we, we were a little punks back in the day. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. yeah. I grew up I on, <laughs> before, when you, I think when you met me, we were out in suburbia, but I grew up on Main Street, right where the library, they tore my house down to put the library, the town library. Oh, wow. So it was always t townies and Chodies. That's, that was always like that. My sister, and that was the thing. Right. You were either a townie. When you're in the center of town, you're either a town yeah. or a Jody. That's right. Yeah, yeah we used other. to sneak in and hang oh, yeah. and all that stuff. Go in the ice skating rink yeah, or yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. yeah, Fun stuff. Crazy. Oh, yeah. Um, Well, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to hear the bad stories because I don't, I don't want to hear bad stories and I also don't want to get you in trouble, but who was like the coolest, who, who stands out in your mind as one of the coolest people that you work for as the runner that you were maybe pleasantly surprised or something or? What stands out? There, there, there's, there's some legends. Uh, I got to tell you, one of the favorite rides that I gave to and worked with um, at the Oakdale was was Cheech and Chong, of course. <laughs> you know, um, growing up on the records, sure. you know, yeah. like me, yeah. You know, and I know you were a, you got me into Imus. I did as a comedian. I remember oh, you used to Richie, listen. That was Richie McDonald. You, yeah, 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 yeah. You used to you used to listen. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Listen to yeah, you know, we're like all into that. And you know, I was into. Um, That's so funny. You know George Carlin sure. and, and and had had the the Cheech and Chong records. So um, when they came to the Oakdale, 
and I was their runner. It was like, you bet, yeah. you know. And, Jeez, I wonder what they needed. Oh uh, well, <laughs> they already had it. You know what they need. You know, I I, I did help them out. I'm not gonna lie. I helped them so out with something so with something that, that they very much needed on the road. Oh well, the, <laughs> let's just say whatever the bands come to town and they ask for, you you just you get, and yeah. that's just part of your job. So I'm, I'm not, I won't say exactly what those things are, but the, you know, sure. um, sure. but uh, but Cheech and Chong were great because um, uh, Ray Don was with them, and she did like a little opening act before okay. their act. And um, they actually pulled their original tour manager that used to manage them when they first started comedy out of retirement. He was an accountant in retirement. They pulled him out of retirement, and that's the guy that was their tour manager. Oh, boy. So that's the guy I was working with all day. He was such an amazing guy. He gave my parents second row center seats. Wow. To come see the show, just because, yeah, because because I was cool to him, and by that point he was like, "Hey, man, you, you anybody want to come to the show?" So the business is smaller and nicer than you think. It is in some ways. It right? is, and um, and it was cool just to even have a little bit of interaction with the guys. You know, like they had um, the hoodie for the tour was was a green hoodie, like like with a pot leaf, and it said "Light Up the Crew Tour." Sure. So I bought one and I wore it. You know, and uh, um, Chong Chong sees me and walks in. Oh. Looks good, you know. Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And and it's crazy. Their rider was the tiniest rider ever. Like I swear to God, like he needed like a couple snacks, some fruit in this, and and Cheech was like nothing rock stars at all, you know. Wow. Um, but my favorite moment was was when I was taking them, loading them up and getting them backstage at the Oak Tail to take them back to the hotel. And I'm helping Chong um load load the gear in the van and the back doors are open and put a case in you know he puts a case in yeah yeah and i'm standing next to him and the case starts to lean backwards and starts to fall yeah, out right. of out of the van gonna land on his and i was right there and i just went Whoosh! and stopped it he looks down at me because he's standing he's like musician <laughs> yeah right right right. and i said yeah, yeah guitar <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah, we know because he just knew he knew that was the musician reflex yep. and um yeah and and then um that's funny you know people would like to throw Throw joints on stage and everything. So on the way back, you know, Cheech is like, "Oh, what's up with them joints?" You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he kind of pulls one out or whatever. Like, the ride went really fast. <laughs> I got him home really fast. Let's just say, um, but uh, but oh. like to say that that's got to be. And they were so nice, so such great guys. Hey, that's cool, you know. And and so so they're just chilling. Oh yeah, I mean, you know. But then there's you know there's other moments too, like. Um, you know, Iron Maiden playing playing at the Meadows. I'm I'm taking Nico and Adrian, like Adrian Smith in my wow. in my driver's seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, wow. the funny thing is, the first thing they told you when 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 we went to Live Nation is, whatever you do, don't look at the rock star. Don't talk to them. Just leave them. Alone. If you're driving them, chauffeur rules. Don't talk. Leave sure. the radio down. Sure. Unless they talk to you. Yeah, sure. Then you can. Sure. So you know they tell us this that first week, and I work with Aerosmith. So so you know so we're sitting there waiting for Aerosmith crew, and what happens? When Aerosmith crew walks into a building, Steve and Joe actually come in first and say hello to everybody. Well, they told us not to say hi to everybody. So like, we're like, you know, oh, like, you know it's funny. Like, yeah, but after, boy, over yeah. time though, you realize that you know if they talk to you, you can. Yeah. Um, but yeah. um, but like you know, so like having Adrian Smith from Iron Maiden, you know, he's like sitting right there, and and I was just like, hey, uh, Adrian, you know, I just want to tell you, yeah, sure, you inspired me to play, and sure. I got to play. I played in a band called 100 Demons. You know, we played in tour. I said, we, we even played in, in England, you know, in London. He's yeah. like, oh, 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 you played in London. Where, where'd you play? 
uh, at the underworld. Oh yeah, yeah, in Camden, mate. Yeah, right, right. You know, and it's like you know getting. And then here's another good one. Um, Judas Priest is playing at the Oakdale for their 30th anniversary tour. Wow. And they're staying. Well, I got to tell you, this is this is one of the best stories. So (laughs) they're they're playing the day after Fourth of July. So they're playing like July 5th or something. So. They're flying in on the fourth, so they're flying in Hartford, and I got to pick the band up in Hartford. And my boss is advancing the show with their tour manager, and he's like, "Um, yeah." So the runners, you know, they're going to be coming up from Wallingford to pick the band up, and um, and uh, you know, just whatever you do, just pay them well because it's a holiday here, you know, for them or whatever. And gotcha. uh, and you know, Fourth of July, and sure. so, okay, so we'll pay them a day rate, and we'll pay them for every trip they go up. And I made like two trips, so I made like an extra couple sure. hundred dollars. And uh, and he's like, yeah, it's a holiday for the runners. And and the English guy's like, oh, oh, oh right, right, right. Like, That's a holiday you guys celebrate. Right, right. And my boss goes like, he goes just like this. He goes, yeah, that's right. That's the holiday that we celebrate kicking your guys' ass. Right, right, right. He's like, so you better pay them well. <laughs> that's and so they did. They did. I picked up the band from the airport, took them back. That's cool. Um, but at some point, Glenn Tipton needed to... Um, Go back to the Holiday Inn in North Haven. So, oh boy! Now this is before he had Alzheimer's, so okay. he was still perfectly there. Sure. So now he's one of my all-time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sitting yeah. in my van, yeah. uh, I'm driving. So I go up to Route Five, take a right past Wharton Brook, and yeah. he looks over and he goes, oh, "It's a really lovely area. How's the fishing around here?" Right. He's he and, already spotted. And so I'm like, "Oh, well, Glenn. Um, you know, in the rivers we do some some trout and some sure, bass. Sure. And when I'm out on on the water, you know, I like to get some 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 flats, some some bass, some mackerel. And so we talked about fishing for about the Crazy. three or four minutes till we got to the Holiday Inn. And when we dropped him off, because he's already talking to yeah, me, yeah, yeah, yeah. now I can tell him something. So right before he gets out, I say, "Hey, Glenn." I just wanted you to know that this is my 30th anniversary because I saw you guys 30 years ago at New Haven Coliseum. Yeah. And he just looks over and he winks. Yeah, yeah. He goes like yeah. that. And it's just like, wow. That's you know, crazy. and now he got Alzheimer's. He, he doesn't he doesn't even play with the band anymore, unfortunately. Wow. But uh crazy. But little stuff like that. Tons of stories, you yeah. know, just um you know, wow. Kenny Kenny Chesney's band, you know, making his friends with them and hanging out with like one of the whalers, you know, yeah, that yeah. was playing percussion with him and oh, just cool. uh that's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, so it's easier for them, for you to run them from the airport to the venue to where they're staying than get limos. Is that what is that what the deal is? Like you never think about the limos it. were a lot more expensive. Yeah, the limos. Were, so this is like production. It's all. Oh yeah. So they would pay how. us like two hundred dollars a yeah, day yeah, to do this yeah, all day. Yeah, where yeah, if yeah. they were going to do a limo, it yeah. would be like you know right. six hundred dollars right. you know per trip. Right. Um. So, absolutely. So that that's that's you know that's basically was was the drill. Yeah. Um, um, well, see, I don't, I don't want to get in trouble either. I'm just trying to imagine the w- oddest food requirement. Like, wh- what did you have the hardest time locating? Is there anybody that? Well, or is that? Or well, is that it a, brings us back to the pizza because, as you know, every all the bands are all privy to the New Haven pizza. Sure. So, like Aerosmith, wherever they were playing, one time they were practicing at Sonala Studios in, in New London. So. Or if they were in Hartford, or we would all always have to drive to New Haven for right, all the bands. Right. So if band came to Hartford wow. before there was a Peppies up there, we'd always have to drive. So if it was Dave Matthews, whoever, Aerosmith, Pearl Jam. Wow. So I was always, you know, going down to Sally's and sure. uh, you know giving him a check for five hundred dollars. Sure. I'd walk in and he'd want to tell everybody who who I was getting pizza yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
And, you know, we thought that was like, you know, that was rough on us. We had to drive all the way to New Haven and back and traffic and bring the pizza until that week we were talking to Aerosmith's personal assistant who had been their assistant for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he laughed at us. He's like, oh, yeah, that's nothing. You guys got to, I'm sorry you have to go all the way to Hartford for pizza. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. like, one time we were down in Delaware and the band decided that they wanted pizza yeah. for dinner down in Delaware. But they didn't just want any pizza. They wanted Sally's pizza. So, so to them, it's all. But they're from the East Coast. They should know better. But they don't care. Yeah. No, they don't. So so they literally make this guy get into a private plane in Delaware. He flies to Tweed, New Haven. He picks up the pizzas of Pepe's. He gets back into the plane and he flies back down. And and Aerosmith had had Pepe's pizza. I mean Sally's pizza that night. So that's the extent. Um, that people go for pizza and like Dave Matthews band, yep. um, th their tour manager, Hank rest in peace yep. was a huge new. And so was Dave Matthews and all of them. Um, they, um, they used to have us go to Sally's. Okay. Um, and they, they had kind of evolved to Sally's. So every sure. time Dave Matthews, ah, I got to go down to Sally's Sally's. Well then Pepe's opened up uh, West Hartford. Right. And with that year when they came to town, I said, Hank, you know, um, there's a Pepe's now in West Hartford or just 10 minutes away. He's like, Oh, He's like, we used to split the order back in the day. He's like, we might have to try that this time. Oh, boy. And and he used to bring a 30-tray high stacked heated um, rack yeah, container yeah. that was just for the pizzas. Wow. Um, they were that into it. Whoa. So huh. I got him the peppies. That's funny. But then I made friends with the, um, the owner and the, the manager there. Um, I got them, I got Dave to sign a peppies t-shirt sure which they give back to them and they gave me a hats which i gave to hank and him um and hank was just he was and and then every year after that they they, they turned from sally to peppies just because there was peppies oh, close man. by and they wanted it yeah. hotter and fresher oh boy um well and, that's an age-old argument we can have that argument yeah but between. like it, it still is a thing up until just a couple of years ago i'm working at a westville music bowl um warren haynes you know he wants peppies so now the problems with these Peppies and Sally's is they're starting to not take cash, not take orders over the phone. So it's harder if you yeah, don't know yeah. anybody. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I go to Peppies and um, meet meet the manager, and I tell him it's for Warren Haynes. He's like, "Oh my God, Warren Haynes!" He's like, "What size shirt is he? What size shirt are you?" And yeah, like, right, right. He gives right. me the shirts, and I go back, and I, I, you know, I, I hand the pizza to Warren with the T-shirt, and he literally he puts the pizza down, he takes, he runs into the bathroom just to make sure it fits and everything. He was so excited. Hey, um, but then there's an even better story you'll you'll appreciate. Oh, so, boy. years back, Zappa band Zappa does Zappa had played Oakdale yep. with this guy Ray Singer, who was one of the original mothers of invention. Okay, and he was the singer that would continue to play with them. When they played Oakdale a bunch of years back, he needed to get some sneakers. So jumped in my car, drove him to the Meriden Mall. Sure. On the way to the Meriden Mall, we start talking about music. And yep. he's like, oh, you play? Yeah, I play. He's like, oh, really? What kind? Oh, you know, I'm band 100 Demons, real it's heavy, heavy metal. He's like, oh, like, like Metallica heavy. He's like, do you have anything with you? Oh, boy. And I had just, we had done a mix. You know, I said, oh, actually, I do. Yeah, I, check this I, out. I put yeah. it in. And literally, this this guy who's a, a, you know, a legend yeah, of, yeah. of the... Crazy. The San Francisco scene, he's like, he's like banging his head to my music. And so we bonded. Well, years later, just last year, year before, they came to um, Westfield Music Bowl. And it was um, 
and it was Appaban. So he was once again. He came back, and I saw him at the catering. I'm like, hey Ray, how you doing? You know, remember yeah, yeah, I yeah, took yeah, you to yeah. get the, the sneakers, and, and he looks at me, and goes, yeah, those sneakers are still doing good. You know, like so. Zappa Band comes all the way from San Francisco. What do they want? Yeah, they want Sally's Pizza. Crazy. Well, they get a cash stipend, five hundred dollars cash. Sure. Up Sally's. Up Sally's doesn't take cash anymore. Whoa. So like, they're getting discouraged because Uh they think it's not happening. And the the manager was like, you know what? It doesn't matter. Just just get anything. I was like, no, 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 no. You guys came all the way here from San Francisco. You want Sally's? Yeah. yeah. I'm making it happen. So I go down there because you can't even talk to him on the phone anymore. And I meet the manager there. You don't have a secret door by now. Um, we used the, to have the, the secret the Z, number, the Z door. Well, the when Z door. Well, when Flo was alive, yeah, there was a secret. There was a separate phone, right? And that I've was just for that. people like when Jimmy Koplick right. wanted us I've to go get pizzas. That. Yes, yeah. and we would bring a five hundred dollar check with a sign that says no checks. Yeah, right. Um, but she knew. Yeah, you guys are good for it. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, but so so here it is. It almost looks like we can't get Sally's for, for, for Zappa Band. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah. I go down there, and I meet the newest manager there. Now, just by chance, I tell him, hey, you know, um, Zappa Band's here, you know. And he looks at me like, Zappa? Like, Zappa does Yeah. That? I'm like, yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, my God. Now's so, your chance to yeah, be a hero. So now now he's like, oh, yeah, no, we'll take the cash. He's like, we just can't give change, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, so now I'm like, Hey, what are the chances you could you could throw in a Sally's Sally's piece of T-shirt in there for the singer? And yeah, it was a hard sell. He's like, oh, yeah, I don't know. We 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 don't sell those. It's just for us because they they don't. It's not like Peppies where you can buy them. Okay, Sally's wasn't selling. I don't yeah, know if yeah, they yeah, still. Yeah, I don't yeah, know if yeah, they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. So he was like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. Um, but when I went to go pick up the pizzas, there was the pizzas and there was another small box on top. And inside that, sure enough, so I bring it back to him. Um, go on to the tour bus manager's handing it to Ray and he says uh, he, he hands him the shirt and he says oh yeah you know you can only get one of these you know b- by working there and he's like what you trying to say <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he had to go back and wash the dishes like for yeah, the, right, the shirt right, right. but um, so not Crazy. only so now Ray's gonna go back to San Francisco probably the only person on the yeah, w- right. west coast because I don't even have one here right, and, like right. with a Sally's pizza t-shirt because the manager was like it was like his favorite band, you know. So like, the pizza thing is yeah. like, yeah, I would. That's why I've right? been like music business pizza mafia for for, for the bands for like twenty wow. years now. So it's just wow. And now the rest of the world woke up to it. It's 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 crazy. Do you think it makes a difference now? Is that why they're opening more? Like you just, I just saw a post. Where did you go? Yeah, we just tried the Fairfield uh, Sally's. And what's the deal? You know, the I thought the pizza was was just. Almost yeah. to par with New Haven. Yeah. The last time I went to New Haven, not quite. Um, but um, the place is just you know nine thousand square feet. Yeah, like yeah, looks yeah. like a fancy giant, like yeah. you know Fairfield yeah. restaurant. Um, but and it's close. So there, who knows? It is what close. It is. Yeah, they definitely you know they definitely come really close. And um, and our waiter was a New Haven pizza snob by chance, so yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. took good care of us. Um, but it's weird because you look at the menu. And there's all these other things on the menu that like there was chicken wings, yeah, like, there's no, these subs, no. there's, there's yeah, yeah. and it's like, oh, that's cool. But, you know, um, 
Well, here's here's one. So because you know, I see you post this. So does the parties get any play with people? Because oh, that's got its moment. That's got they its do. thing. And they don't do any. It's just pizza. That's it. There's nothing else. Yeah. I hit zoo parties once in a while. So zoo parties great. has the absolute best sausage. That's right. They make their own. Yeah, and you can't, right, you can't, right. none of those other places can touch right. the sausage that's as far as I, you know. Yeah, that's what you get when you go there. Um, is anyone yeah. hip to that? Or they they might not get. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Some like, people. You know who's hip to it is the local promoters. So okay. like so like Jimmy Coplick or um like when we would play shows in Hartford, Jimmy Coplick would do this um this kind of pizza wars thing. So we yeah. would get first and last yeah. and we would get peppies yeah. and then bring it backstage and people would rate it sure, or whatever. Sure. Well now that's evolved down the guy Joel that um opened uh Br- the Bridgeport yeah. amphitheater down there. Um he uh, a lot of the shows, he would literally get zoo parties. Sally's yep. and Peppy's. They oh, call okay. it the, the trio. Wow. That's the trio. Not well modern. well modern, modern is, but I think Sue Parties is even a little more known like internationally. Oh, really? Yeah, just for okay. some reason. More okay. people, um, okay. like oh, Kamala Harris went there a few oh, years nice. ago or something, nice. you know, showed up. Um, but uh, yeah, so um, Zoo Parties, absolutely. You yeah, know, yeah. Um, and then, uh, but it, it, it's just crazy how pizza is just trying to, New Haven is becoming known worldwide. Good. But uh, yeah, we knew it way back when. I didn't know any better, but you yeah. were the one that was like, "We got to go." Why we have pizza here? You're like, "No, just check it out." Yeah, like we went to Pepe's. I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right? I was. A, I'm still. That's still my favorite. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For, yeah. Pepe's is my favorite pizza. Sally's is my favorite a pizza. So. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Explain. Well, you know, a pizza. Yep. You know, it, is, it depends. It depends what you call it. So. Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah, I did the same thing. I was at a party. There were both, and I finally settled it. And I'm Team Sally's. But you know, by that, by you know what I mean. Yeah. Like by then, it just gets to there. It's not a quality thing. It's just what you prefer, right? You know, you know what I mean. Absolutely. So, but yep. I, yeah, I'm kind of Sally's. But I mean, Peppy's sure in a, in a heartbeat. You know? Yeah, and it's crazy. I mean, there's like a, you know 11 or 12 Peppy's now. There's like four Sally's. Wow. Uh, there's Stanford now. Oh, there's Fairfield. Um, so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's heavy. It that's is pretty cool. Who? All right, <laughs> real quick, give us uh, think of five of the most famous people that you could think of offhand, and tell us whether they're Team Sally's or Peppies. This might be interesting. You know what I mean? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Pearl, Pearl Jam is is Sally's. Oh, okay. Um, Death Cab for Cutie is Peppies. Okay. So you get it. Ronnie James Dio, I believe, was Sally's. Ooh. Um, Dave Matthews used to be yeah, Sally's and Peppy's, but yeah. then they you became Peppy's, but uh, Sally's. But then I turned them back to Peppy's. Right. Um, Aerosmith, of course, Sally's. Um, yeah. That's so funny. But the list goes on and on. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. there really yeah. is. Everybody you know knows. And like you said, I didn't even know about Rick Nielsen until more recently when I saw that he uh, yeah, yeah. that he opened up those places. And um, Yeah. You know, years ago, um, when Smoke the Prophet had won this band-to-band combat thing, they they flew us to Chicago, and so we got to eat at um, Gino's East, okay. um, go to the House of Blues, yep. and and there was a kid there. He's like, "Oh, you're from New Haven, the Thin Crust Cap, and we're in the Thick Crust Capital." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. It, and that was the first time I tried Chicago deep dish. Yeah, sure. Which is the um, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, Gino's East by that point it was kind of one of the popular ones. Yeah. I mean, but um, but yeah, you know the pizza is like yeah. you know, two and a half inches thick. Yeah. Um, and I remember ordering a, a sausage pizza, and it came in that pan, mm. this round, and instead of clumps or slices, there was there was literally a sausage patty. 
Oh boy. That thick Ugh. on top of the entire thing. And then with some sausage. So when you cut a slice, you were cutting a slice of sausage yeah, yeah. that was as big as the pizza. Yeah, that's, and I could only eat one or two pieces. Yeah, that I that's too much. And the, the crust is more like yellowy, like cornmeal. Yep. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, it's great. And you know, get their own thing. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> Talk about pizza. We the a thing we me and my wife occasionally we did this this weekend. Where every once in a while, I discovered it is Christos in Wallingford do a Detroit pie. Okay. Well, whatever that's all about, I'm not sure, but it's really good. Yeah. We took a chance one day, and I'm like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. Is, isn't that sort of like like a like a um like it's a, rectangular. Yeah, yeah. It's like a rectangular yeah. pan pizza, and and it's not quite it, as thick as, but it's sort right. of like bruschetta ish sort yeah. of. I don't it's know. A, they do a pretty good job though. Yeah. You know, I was yeah. like, oh, this is cool. But I mean, you know, everybody has their hometown. Like for me, like Wallingford hometown, like Napoli, that's my spot. Yeah. Like Napoli's my spot. George's is for Greek over on. Well, if we go side. back, yeah, yeah, if we go back though, I mean, remember Louis, Louis, where, yep. where Christmas was, yep. there was um, yep. co- Colony Pizza. Yep. yep. Um, I think Colony, yeah, Colony, that we was the one that had the jukebox, right? Oh, yeah. And, and we would go in there, and Eric right. Wilborn, rest in peace. That's right. He lived. A block away, so he went there so much. The guy that owned that place, he would list. He, he, Eric would tell him what songs to put in his jukebox. Right. So they were like stacked with metal because of him. So and we great. would go in there, great. and and we would just you know. Yep. Um, and then yep. Stupak worked at Zachary's right. for many years, right on center. Um. Yeah. And yeah, and you know, just so funny. Uh, now, I can tell you where the worst pizza in the world is I'm because ready. I've been in forty countries. Poland and East Germany have no idea they what they're doing with the pizza. Oh, it's yeah. love, love the people there and everything. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I remember we were out of playing at a bar in Poland and they pulled out this like frozen pizza thing and dudes were putting ketchup on top of them. And I was oh. like, oh man, you guys really don't know what this is not about. Hit, and not hit, not hit, no. yeah, some really horrible pizzas. And, uh, First time touring in France with 25 to Life, we went to an Italian place in, in France, and uh, I ordered a, a pepperoni pizza. Mm-hmm. So the translation came back. My pizza came back. It was a pizza piled with pepperoncini peppers. <laughs> because there's no such thing as pepperoni right. in Europe. It's called salami. Oh, so When you yeah. want pepperoni, yeah, yeah, you yeah, ask yeah, for we... salami. When that pizza came out, everybody laughed so hard at me. It was piled like this. I took all the peppers off. And just, oh, and they thought we didn't even know either. It's American. No, they thought whatever. I said pepperoncini. Yeah. That's what they, they thought they heard. Um, That's so funny. So, yeah, Crazy. no. So there's, uh, you know, there's. Crazy. There's also those 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 capers, um, but I will tell you where the best pizza in Europe was. I'm ready, and and it's crazy. We played. This was with Hundred Demons. We're playing in Florence, Italy, at this you know, medium sized club, and he he's feeding us as usual, and sure. he said he has pizzas on the way. It was taking a little longer. We were like really hungry. We're like, oh man, what's going on? This motorcycle pulls up, and there's a motorcycle with a box on the back, and it says Mister Pizza. So we're like, oh, this what's this? Good, this is gonna yeah. be horrible. Like, yeah. guy rolls in with like, you know, ten small pizzas. We open those things up. Those pizzas were as the closest thing to Worcester Street outside of the, outside of Connecticut. There you go. And I was just like, wow. Um, so yeah, so they for, don't even know how good they are. Yeah, and then I, after I was home, I looked it up, Mister Pete. It's actually it's it's a chain, but it's wow. a chain that's as as good as like home style. There's pizza. something that they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I thought it was fascinating. I watched the pizza, you know, the pizza movie um, about New Haven pizza. And it's like, they don't know what their secret is. They just know, don't change anything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you ask them, like, what is it? And they're like, well, I'm not going to tell you what, 
how we do it or what our ingredients are, but I can't tell you what it is. Just people love it, and then you don't change it, and that's what it is. Yeah. So what do you do different? You know, they asked the dude at Pepe's, what do you do different from Sally's? I don't know, because I don't know what they do. It just, somehow it's magic. You know what's funny is... We talk more about pizza than music. Well, you know, it's 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 trendy, and, and, and it's who we are. So, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, so funny. But yeah, I, I will tell you, I did discover kind of what what some of the secret of, of, of the Pepe's oh boy taste is. If uh-huh. you if, if it just if you pick a basic ingredient that gives it the zing, if yep. you watch, they're always throwing a bunch of grated cheese on top after. Uh-huh. And like if you go to bar when they have those slices that yep. are amazing, yeah, bar's good too. Take a look at the end; they're shaking this grated cheese on top, and when you eat them, mm. you taste that zing. It gets that. Yeah, so that, I'll, I'll, I will say that's one of the not very secret things that I know. That some places that gives uh-huh. it, yeah, that I've seen that. Yeah, because bar's good too. Yeah, they do a good job. And the word was that they bought their recipe from one one of those two. Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. I can't get the, no 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 disrespect. I can't get the swing of modern. I I recognize that it's good, but it's not my jam. You know, everybody I talk to just talks about the inconsistency. You know, like oh, okay. one day you'll go, it'll it'll be good. Sometimes yeah. when I've gone there, it's not cooked as much as I want. You know, I've had to tell them to like kind of put it back in, you know, Whoa. maybe I don't know what's on a night where they're just, you know, crazy getting them in and out and they just don't have a time to cook it as long as well, they um, got to get it together. Yo. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Wow. But, uh, All right. I got wrap up questions. This was yeah. awesome. We barely, maybe you got to come back. Okay. All right. I'd love to. Okay. Cause we didn't talk enough about music. It's all right. Um, uh, desert Island albums, a few that you would take with you that you could only listen to that would it, d- it'll define you for us. Wow. What, well, you know, I, I just did the, Oh, the, you, the 20 album the thing, thing on yeah, Facebook yeah, where yeah, everyone yeah, shares your yeah, favorite yeah. 20. Yeah. So I can think of these pretty quickly, but you know, like, um, um, I'm, I'm up to number nine, to, tomorrow's number 19 and it's going to be cheap jerk dream police because that's just, you right? know, that is, you know, yeah. they, they, they're they still yeah. my all-time favorite band. Even though I'm a big metal head. Me too. It's on the hardcore scene. It'll always be Cheap Trick. It's yeah. It's just right? so good, you know, yeah. so many ways. Yeah. Um, so that is definitely up there. Um, you know, Metallica, Master of Puppets. Sure. Um, Queen Live Killers. Yeah. You know, uh, yep. Leonard, Leonard Skinner, you know, nothing fancy. Tuesday's Gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Saturday Night Special. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, like when I think of the, the first albums you know my mom had records um she she had like the boston album with zeppelin yeah zofo and then uh yep. the first album she bought me was uh kiss um rock and roll over yeah yeah yeah, yeah. with that crazy cover sure. and um and then i just started you know get, getting into it from there so you know i would say those um you know uh megadeth sure he sells yeah um and you know the, the list goes on yeah, you know yeah, i mean yeah. there's just so much yeah. so much good music yeah, no, I know. I, I do that too. I still make lists. I can't make, I start making the top 10 and it becomes 20 and then it becomes 30 and then it becomes 40. Yeah. And then I'm just like, oh, there's just so much. Yeah, 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 so much. Absolutely. I'm not going to ask you Desert Island food because we talked about that. <laughs> That's another question. We know. It'll be yeah. pizza. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, is there any one particular show or concert you could think of off the top of your head that blew your mind, that changed your whole thing? Yeah, I think so. I think I think it was it was uh, it was Kiss and Judas Priest at New Haven Coliseum. Yeah, and yeah. I was like twelve years old. Yeah, yeah. Um, at that time, I had seen you know Aerosmith, Kiss, but Kiss. I went with Stupac. Yep. And 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 this band opened up that we had never seen before. Yeah, yeah. Called Judas Priest. Wow. 
and you know Rob Halford coming out on his on his Harley and just wow. all that and it was just yeah. like wow you know um yeah, yeah that would do it uh let's see you know Aerosmith was the first when I was 12 years old yeah this kid uh Albert Albert Glaude my mom would drop us off at New Haven Coliseum we were 12 years old and yeah. just say Go ahead. I know. Can you imagine? Yeah, me too. Dudes yeah. asking us if we want to buy like PCP, yeah, like yeah, stuff. Yeah, we're yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, uh, what else? I saw Ted Nugent there. Yeah. Um, Kansas. Um, Cheap Trick. UFO. Yeah, yeah. UFO. Oh yes, okay. that yes, was a, yes. Yeah, yeah. That was. Oh my God. That that yeah. was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Mike Chapman, I think, was a guitar player mm. for UFO that night. Yep. Crazy. I saw Aro Speedwagon and Cheap Trick at New Haven Coliseum years later. Did you go to that? No, I don't think so. That doesn't ring a bell. Yeah. I don't think I ever saw Aro Speedwagon. Oh man, what it, the coolest part is because they're both from Chicago. At the end of the night. Um, oh sure. Um, on on uh, keep uh, keep on rolling. Yeah. All the guys from Cheap Trick oh, jump on I did stage not see that. and all yeah, yeah, we're all yeah, jamming yeah, with yeah, Aro Speedwagon. So, so cool. yeah, yeah, That's I know cool. it's uh, beautiful. Absolutely nice. All right, we got to get out. Right on. Um. You come back because we didn't talk about I'd love music to. enough. I'd yeah. love to. Yeah, yeah, that was killer. No, I'm really glad you uh, showed up. Yeah, thanks I, so much for having me. Man. Just to catch up with you too. Is, I know, I know, it's awesome. I know we never only see each other at a cheap trick show. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Unless we one coming. Oh man. But no, I did want to ask you one thing yes. though because when I came here, um, something I'm going to be doing in the near future is putting together a record just with a bunch of my friends playing and and whatever. And uh, man, I'd love to have you play. Maybe do a cheap trick cover oh. on that with me. Pick something that and and like. Anything. I would love that. Any just, of it. Just that. It would be anything. That name would the, be great. Name, name the song. We'll figure it out. Yeah. I'm, I'm leaning towards like maybe Good Erase Hell, Dream Police, or something. But we'll. If you're into I can, that, I can do. I I'll, still fantasize when sometimes when people post Cheap Trick the set list. I just check in once in a while and I just look at the list and go, "Yep, if they call me right now, I could just do. I could do this gig. So yeah, yeah you just name the song and I'll 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 be yeah, there. Abs- oh, that'd be great. Oh, yeah, man. that's okay. awesome. Yeah, we should definitely do that. Yeah, that cool. would be funny. Cool. That'd be funny. I don't think we never recorded anything. We should do that. Yes. That'll be a thing. That'll Absolutely. Be a thing. It'll be the Daily Growl. Rise, yes, that's, that's, that's right. <laughs> All right, I'm pressing the button. Thank you awesome. for coming. Thank I really you, John. Appreciate it. it. It was awesome. I'm going to reach out to Opus. I yeah, talk to you. definitely. Yeah, that would, be, that would be hilarious. All right, Mike Z. Livingston, a blast from the past. That's right. You know what I mean? Wow. Cheers, brother. Yeah, man. Absolutely. 100%. Great to see you. Yeah, same here. John Peckman Podcast, Connecticut Valley School of Music and Dance Movement, downtown Portland, Connecticut, Columbus, Bridge, Go through one set lights, pull the UE Park in front of thing. I'm getting better. Getting better. This is my year. I can feel it. <laughs> like and subscribe. Tell your friends. Be on the show with me. Have your own podcast here at the very. At the, Oh, we have merch. Yeah, you got to check out my merch. We got to work on that link. I went to look for something. It's hard to find. Okay. I have merch, kids. All right. Hey, thanks a lot. Thanks for coming. I appreciate Thank it. You. Drive safe. That is all. If you'd like to start your own podcast, give us a call at Connecticut Valley School of Music and Dance. Our professionally designed podcast space is here for all your recording needs. Rent out our studio to do interviews with up to four people to record audiobooks, social media content, and all other recorded material. Our rentals include a private studio along with our professional-grade podcasting equipment, and we can customize your output to whatever your needs are. We also have green screen capabilities, which will expand to uh, video capability if you so wish. So check us out here at convalley.net forward slash podcast.